It's the bachelor lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. We live in it. Can I steal you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckler, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in the limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Ball deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection, we falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting Welcome back. We got you are you are slogging to the end of the least eventful, least exciting. Honestly, it's the question is begged. Is it time to say goodbye to the Bachelorette? It is awful. Not exciting. They tried two Bachelorettes. They've tried everything. And it's just not a good show. It's not a good season. This one was amongst the worst they've had. Probably the worst. We're going to wrap it all up here. Later we'll be joined by our dear friend, Reality Steve. Jason Stewart is here now. Jason, how are you, buddy? Hello, everybody. Hey, buddy. This is it. We wrap up yet another uh, season of The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. Um, You know, we've been doing this, I don't know, 10 years plus. And, you know, we got it down. Um, We've been called a great white shark in a sea of Bachelor podcasts. Who calls us that, by the way? They do. Oh, right. People? Are you saying people? Yep, and okay. the reason they'd call us that is because this podcast has teeth. Has teeth. Um, you know, if you're a fan of the franchise, you've noticed that the contestants, uh, Charity, Dotton, Joey, they've been going on these, um, you know, show endorsed, bachelor endorsed podcasts to do their rounds of interviews. Yeah. Um, in other words, the podcasts that are in bed with the show, they don't have teeth. They can't. They can't give you what we give you. That's right. We give you unfiltered truth about this show. Yep. Um, we're both on record saying that it's a, a despicable show that is meant to humiliate 20-something people that are trying to be famous. That's right. Uh, trying to get Instagram we, followers. Yeah. There's, 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 almost, there's almost no pretense anymore that this is about uh, falling in love. This is about creating a TV show and humiliating 20-somethings, and you and I love it. Um, So it comes down to this. Uh, We were left with a cliffhanger going into the finale that uh, Aaron B., who had been let go after the hometowns, Mm -hmm. he got on a plane to go to Fiji to get Charity's heart back. Showed back up. This was after, reminder, this was after Xavier couldn't commit to not cheating on her. If they ha- if, if, if you pick me, will you cheat on me? The answer is probably. Okay. Interesting. I mean, he did use the very thinly veiled um, comment, my Heart a hundred percent says yes, but my mind says no. Right, um, right. So for, for for some reason, I think he thought that lessened the blow. But um, 
That was actually a big moment. You know, you and I don't cover the men tell all episode. Um, I missed it. Xavier, I missed it. Xavier with charity was, was good discomfort. It was a good, uncomfortable watch. She, she did not let him go. You know, she wanted to make sure that he felt the pain a little bit, which is always kind of weird considering yeah. she's already fallen in love with two other dudes yeah. and ha- has her fiance. And, but she really wants to make this poor guy feel the pain and make him, you know, feel that if mm-hmm. that this cheating thing that he did on women is just a reprehensible act that he should be punished for on, on national television. Yeah, absolutely. How'd it go? Did he, what, did he feel punished? Well, it seemed like he did, but then Xavier's like, uh, hold on. I made something for you. Oh, he walked no. off stage. A craft. He knitted a no. rose. Yeah. <laughs> so what a you know, dipshit! As long as you knit a rose, uh, then all past uh, indiscretions can be forgiven. Can Can you tell me? Um, is was it suddenly like a cedar closet in the studio? In in that all moisture was immediately <laughs> wicked. From the room, they're, one, they, they're like, whoa, uh, what? I don't know. He brought out the knitted rose, his, his crochet project, and suddenly the humidity in this room is negative four. Everybody's looking for a drink of water. What happened? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's like they set it up. You know, it's, it's a studio audience filled mostly with women, and Charity wasn't letting up, so he just kind of had to take it. He had to yeah. take it and then just sit there and take it to break. But he's like, I got you something. It was weird. Um, but anyways, so she presumably is down to two men, Dotton, tall black guy, and Joey, uh, who's like, I don't know, 5'10", tennis yeah. pro white guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Aaron B. worked his way back in. He flew to Fiji. Mm-hmm. And now that we've had the... Um, now that we've seen it all and we see what happens, and I'm just going to blow the ending here because there's no there's no such thing as spoilers in That's our world. Right. It's uh, already happened. Dotton wins. She she ends up choosing the seven footer, but much happens in between. Uh, Aaron B showing up at Fiji and Dotton getting chosen, but it's fun now that we know Dotton won to look back on the choices that she made leading up to that. So. We're about a week away from somebody getting down on a knee. Yeah. And she admit openly admits on camera that she has no idea who. She allows Aaron B to come back on the beach and just happened to find her at the pool. I don't know how he found her. What are the odds? How do you know had, she was in Fiji? How do you know which hotel? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 she actually had the balls to say, you know, he made he made his own way to Fiji. The least I could do is talk to him. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, the show flew him to Fiji that he didn't, that wasn't on his own tab. They need a fucking third person for this, uh, for this rose ceremony. Right. You can't, you can't do two and then two, you can't have a two off and then a two off. It was all fucking made for TV and a joke, but Aaron, but what she does decide to do is she decides to not only listen to him, try to grovel and make his way back in, but she makes out with him on the beach and then says, um, meet me at my place tonight. 
Yeah. And Aaron shows up at her place, and he has the balls to say, uh, let's toast to a hard reset, which I think is a euphemism. You know, he, he missed out on the fantasy suite, so he's going to toast to a hard reset of their relationship. Um, and they start making out on the couch. And Charity says, you know, I, I, I really do appreciate what he's doing. And he's now in the fucking rose ceremony. Um, but think about the watchback if you're Doughton. Think about yeah. the choices she's making. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a week away from getting uh, proposed. And she's spending a day with some third guy she already let go, making out with him. And toasting to a hard reset. The, the whole th- the whole thing's a farce because she picked she picked Dotton on the bungee jumping date when they were when they uh, were um, bouncing in the air and making out at the same time. That was Dotton was her choice then, and this is why Claire Crawley will always be our queen because. Once she met the guy she liked, she's like, "Oh, I'm not doing the rest of the show. I can't. I already found somebody I like." Meanwhile, the uh, the rest of them every season, they know who they want in week 4 and then they string a bunch of people along. In this case, they brought Joey along because Joey's the sweet beta tennis guy. He's the perfect bachelor. So they set him up to get jilted at the end to 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 give us his bachelor intro. Yeah. Tell and, me I'm wrong. Well, I you're not wrong yeah. but because you have the advantage of hindsight here, but you, uh, you I think you were the one who said that you thought Dotton was going down this road that they were setting him up cuz they they had such yeah. like rarely does a contestant on this show have a perfect edit. Yeah. And Dotton had zero drama. But neither did there Joey. Was, Joey had that thing where he was called Wait. fake by his tennis coach or something. Oh, but and like, he has a gay no, dad. But but I I agree in that Joey got a great edit too, and he really went over the family and all this stuff. But I think you had said last week that Dotton was going to be set up to be the bachelor, which I just the optics weren't weren't really in his favor I didn't to be say the that. bachelor. So I didn't say so that. now it now it kind of works out perfect. You're putting actually. words in my mouth. Um, I never said that. Yeah. I didn't make any bachelor declarations on this season. I'll find uh I'll find the the find, tape and find we'll it. play it back. Play it back. Yeah. Um, have you heard the new bachelor song by our friend Brad in Florida? It's basically the wait. old bachelor song but he he made it like hip hop. Do you like it? I've been playing it man, before. I can't, I've been playing I, it I before actually, the show. Do you just fast forward through my intro? It. Yeah, yeah. Did he did he leave Chris Harrison in? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, crying in the limo home. How embarrassing! He's the yes. best. Okay. Because because um, that's a digression. No other no other name would have rhymed with embarrassing. It's so great. No, yeah. That's the, you got to keep Harrison in there. On the baller lifestyle, he says he says on the baller lifestyle, the other show I host, in which I'm mentioned third after you, who are just an occasional guest. Hey, look, I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I don't make the rules there, but in, in on the baller lifestyle, he says Brian Beckner quick to dissect you. How's that? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, good. He, okay. he actually. That's pretty intuitive. He's a wordsmith. After buddy of mine, you know, I think last week I admitted that of the two of us on this podcast, you're the one that really gets into the details yeah. of the presentation, yeah. how they how they look. Yes. You you're first to point out plugs, yes. uh women women earrings on men. Uh yes. the 
the way the way guys are dressed. That's right. Um, That's right. So I. I leave that all to you, dissecta, dissecta, one, the Beckna. Yeah, what, one more thing, and this is, this is, uh, and again, this is a digression, but there's nothing to talk about on the show anyway. The, um, the, I'll, let me give you the setup. You haven't been to this. You've been to homes I've lived in before. You haven't been to this one. In this one, the setup we have is there's like there's like a dining room next to the living room, but we've but we've reconformed configured the dining room into like a conversation pit. So there's our couches in the dining room area with a TV in there in the living room is another TV. So I can have a game. We basically live in a sports bar, so you can be watching TV, but you got a game going on on the other wall over here. So as you usually got the Dodger game, Kings game, whatever going on on the other TV last night, because we were recording a little early because you, and your hot girlfriend Christina have have a, uh, a celebration in the mountains going on. We um we recorded early, so last night, Jason, while I was sitting in our conversation pit, my girlfriend had a show on that she was watching with the sound. I had on my TV where the Dodger game is usually on with no sound. I had the Bachelor on. With no sound. And I can assure you, I did not miss one important detail. I just sat there and watched the pictures and I know everything that happened. And it's just as boring as I thought it would be. Did you have closed caption at least? No, I didn't. Wow. But if it, <laughs> when she, when she was getting rid of Joey, who, who I believe, did you call him Joel? On the, on the, yeah. You sent me a clip. Where you you and Gottlieb did you guys host Dan Pat did Gottlieb host Dan Patrick or something? Yeah, this that, morning. This yeah. morning, fantastic, big national gig. You you guys talked about our show and and you got two things wrong. You said you said she kept the white guy. She didn't. And you said his name was Joel. I said she kept him. Yes. Listen back. To, listen to the clip you said. Wow. Uh, luckily, luckily, Gottlieb didn't dig too deep. But I, me, watching it with no sound or closed captioning, knew she got rid of the white guy and that his name is Joey. So, look, what's wh- why do I need to hear what they're actually saying? I can, I can well, intuit I think, what's happening. Maybe, I, maybe I misspoke. But what I said was she chose the black guy. But yeah. the white guy got the bachelor, so he won. Yeah, you, you, that is, uh, yeah, but your words. Maybe you're words, conflating. Maybe no, you're conflating no, right. listen back to it. You, I got what you yeah. meant, but if that's because I know you and I know what happened. If I didn't know you and know what happened, I would not have understood what you were talking about. That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, so um, again, Dotton wins, but up until that point, she has to introduce these two guys to the family. Joey is introduced first. She has her mother, her father, mm. and her sister. Big question. Yeah. I know everybody's asking, where was the undercover brother? Nehemiah. I was, that, is he overexposed? So, Did the show say that the show has had a little too much of the undercover, undercover brother? Clearly. Also, I was wondering this while I was watching with no sound. Also, the she has said many times that her parents have been married for 48 years. And there's her mother doesn't look nearly 
old enough to have been married for 48 years. Am I, am, am I missing something? And am I, is this a, she got rid of the, or she kept the white guy, Joel situation on my part. I don't know. I, okay. I just, I know, I know the term black don't crack. Uh, I don't know if it's racist for me to say, it is. I, I know the term it is. It and is. if, yeah. If she is in her 60s, she yeah. looks like she's she in her 30s. She looks great. She looks amazing. Yes. So um, so um, no undercover brother, which was yeah. a major Nehemiah. part of Charity's life. Charity's yeah. best friend in life. And yeah. he looks like James Harrison. But yeah. like that <laughs> was yeah. what the, and the ironic thing is, is that Charity ends up being frustrated with her family. Yeah. And this is this speaks to her emotional uh, emotional yeah. maturity. She really wants her family to tell her who to choose. But now this was very, and, I would say this was very produced though, Jason. Uh, it, her parents were overly effusive about how much they love Joey or as you call him, yeah. Joel. Just, I, I don't know if I could love anybody this much. I wish, I wish he was my child. Like, like so over the, can we adopt him? Is, is he a part of the family already? Like they were so, they just met the guy. I mean, stop. This is just way too much. And yeah. uh, Joey's one of his tools in his um, in his toolbox is charming older women. Yeah, yeah, because he's married, a t- he's a married, bro. married mothers. Yeah. He's very good at that, yeah. and he really charm charmed the pants off of of moms. No, no. Uh, never, so, yeah. never, never, never let your wife or significant other take tennis lessons this is this is a this is a an axiom of relationships you never 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 leave her alone with a guy that wears short white shorts and has a shaggy haircut and he's overly tan because he's outside fucking everybody's wife all day long you just can't you don't let your wife take tennis lessons she's gonna get sexed by the coach because I mean, the inevitable lesson, and I think it happens up front, yeah. is they have to get behind you, right. pressing against your backside, reach around you, yep. and and work on yep. the gripping, That's gripping right. this mm-hmm. the hard um, racket. The, the whole time. They, you have to grip it a certain way. Yeah, and the so entire you, time. Like, their dick yeah, and balls. Thing. Yeah, their yeah. dick and balls is between your wife's butt cheeks the entire time, and the, and everyone's acting like it's not. And that's that's the way that these guys, these dirty dogs, these tennis coaches, they end up sexing your wife. Don't let it happen. It's gonna happen to you. And if you ever need a a visual, you need to watch the first uh, Fletch movie. Yep, the only where, Fletch movie. You know. After Chevy Chase orders a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich, how much on is the a lobster thermidor? Yeah, he gets very handsy with yeah. uh, with the female lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, um, Joey wins over the family, and as moms and sister are effusive of Joey, as you put it, yeah, Charity is a little upset that that uh, they're so effusive. I'm not sure why. So, anyways. They bring Dotton in, and Dotton also wins over everybody. But yeah, he's a delightful guy. Mom's mom says, you know, he's a little too too smooth. Too, mm-hmm. uh, I think she said swag, and she's like, that's 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 Charity's type. That she has a type, and Dotton is her type. 
and is he's got that swag going. So in other words, she kind of tells the camera um, that Doughton is basically just another guy that Charity has dated in the past, but Joey is special. Um, she tries to convey this to Charity, and she was like upset. And then yeah. after Doughton and Joey go back to their rooms, um, she goes back to her family, basically begging them to tell her who to choose. It was it was really embarrassing, and she acted like a 13-year-old. Like Up to now, Charity has just been this sweet, mature person mm-hmm. who's got a good head on her shoulders, but she was she did not want to make her own decision here. And if there is a theme of this podcast, it is John Madden's famous saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you do not have one. Um, and somebody, namely Moms, should have been in Charity's ear saying that. Yeah. Somebody in that cares about her, and maybe the undercover brother would have done this. Yeah, may, yeah maybe if Nehemiah was there, who she, ha, she who she clearly has way too close of a relationship with, a strange relationship with her brother, in my opinion. Yeah, and mm-hmm. but the weird thing was is that she was leaning on this family mm-hmm. and this yeah. this best friend, her brother Nehemiah, supposedly mm-hmm. would have given her the sage advice. I think. You need to realize that since you're in love with both of them, you're not in love with one of them. Mm -hmm. And that means you shouldn't be getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, After she cries and like begs her mom to tell her what to do, her mom kind of says that. Like, maybe you're not in position to make this decision if you can't make a decision. And so don't get married. Yeah. Um, Which was which was the smartest thing in the entire episode. So we get down to the um, the final proposals after they show Joey and Dotton with Neil Lane picking out their, their rings. Both of them think they're getting down on a knee. And um, I guess the, the, the way that they tip this thing is that they have Joey getting out of the van first. And then the entire mm. studio audience kind of gasps. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Sometimes this show has thrown us a curveball where they say goodbye to the person that gets out first. Yeah. Uh, so you never quite well, no, know. That's pr- no, they usually say goodbye to the person that gets out first. It's the it's the right. I mean, and I then mean, they per- keep the person. Yeah. Keep See, this the person. Is, this they, is sometimes every once in a while they keep the person that the gets same, out first. This is the same um, mistake you made with uh, Gottlieb this morning. Is he do? Is he doing DP again tomorrow? No. But you're no. Oh, but, but you're going to Yosemite. Yeah, I'm does on he, vacation. Does he need me to fill in? You got the you got the guests yep. all booked. Does he need any content? I'll run it up ne- the. Uh, to, I'll run it up the the flagpole. Need a guy to rap with? I could do it in studio um, near him. Doughton shows up mm-hmm. after she she lets go of Joey and Joey like very much went into bachelor mode as soon as as soon as he realized that she was about to let him go, even though she's told him that she's in love with him. And this is the hardest decision of my life. Um, she lets D- Joey go, but he goes right into bachelor mode, which is almost like being a politician. He says all the right things, and he says, "I appreciate you," and uh, and it's, this was an incredible experience. And I, I just want to make sure that you're happy. He says all the right things. So Joey um, captures the heart of the bachelor nation on his exit. Doughton gets the ring. Um, real again, Charity and Doughton have been boring the entire season because there have been zero issues. 
they seem like very sweet people yeah. that are going to be good nice. to each other. Yeah. Doughton is an immigrant who yep. gave her his immigration card Resident for whatever alien. reason. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but he's he seems like a really good guy. So Great he guy. is he he won the show, but Joey yeah. in a lot of ways won in yeah, he did. um in cash value yeah. and fame yep. and clout yeah. as he is the next bachelor. Yeah. No, no, that's the that is the win, right? That is what you're going for on this show. You want to get real close to the end and not win. And that is that's what charity did. That's what that's what Joey did. You want to get a good edit so you can stay around. You want to be desirable enough. You want to fall in love. Let's not forget that Joey was in love with charity. When did they start filming The Bachelor? A couple weeks. A couple were like just about now. He was he was there tearing up last night. Yeah. Getting his getting his pound of flesh like they all do at the end. Now he's going to be falling in love with somebody. I saw on the preview, Aaron B, who was also in love with her, telling somebody he loved him on the what's it called? It's Bachelor in Paradise. That was a that was a funny scene in this episode. Actually, Aaron B is back in the studio with Jesse. Yeah, and they're doing this kind of downtrodden, somber thing yes. after watching the end of Aaron on on the telecast. Yeah. And then they go from downtrodden almost on a uh, on a dime, a hundred and eighty degree turnaround. But Aaron's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise, and, they, and, and Aaron's yeah. got a big smile on his face, yeah. and he's doing the yeah. the hanging tough sign to the camera, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, the hanging tough. So no, that so yeah, whatever the hell that is. I think that's a, uh, a new kids, a new on, the kids on the block song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so everyone kind of wins. Aaron B gets Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Joey gets the Bachelor. Dotton gets uh, Charity. But I'm going to say this again: the watchback is something that is never asked of the subjects in that sit down. You know, they they bring Charity and Dotton out to talk about their engagement. Right. Same old questions: When are you getting married? What's the plan next? Where are you moving? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The the question that jason stewart or brian beckner would ask and maybe they maybe at some point they're going to bring us in to host the finale they should this because this podcast has teeth that's right and we'd ask the questions that people want to know it's like hey dotton as you're watching this back um and you see your fiance uh taking a straggler in aaron b a week before you proposed to her and making out with him all day and then you see her tell joey that she's so in love that she yeah. never wants it to. She said, she actually said this to her, her mom. Yep. I'm so in love with him and I don't ever want it to end when I'm with him. Yeah. That's what she tells her mom. Yeah. Dotton, when, when you saw her say these things, yeah. like what, what goes through your mind yeah. as you, before you propose to her? It's, you know, it's an issue for people. Who was the guy? So there was Andy Dorfman, right? And then she had, yes. she had that, the vile Nick Vile come on there. Nick Vile is, <laughs> high key problematic and everyone seems to have whitewashed that because he came on there and he was he basically let the dude that won know Aaron his brother played quarterback for the Bulldogs Aaron uh Murray Murray I almost said Martin yeah. Aaron Murray he basically was like 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 flexing it to Aaron Murray like hey man 
I got that. I got that. How do you feel about that? And you, and what happened? They broke up. And what was the story? This Aaron Murray couldn't get past it. Couldn't get over it. And look, that was a while ago. That was a, that was a lot of seasons ago. People are now we live in the, the age of polyamory. And open relationships, right? We talked, they talked about that last, they talked about that last season that, uh, uh, Ariel was like the way I looked at it. I was in an open relationship with yeah. that, that Frankenstein goof. What was his name? Zach. Zach. Yeah, Zach. Yep. Rinky. No. From Anaheim Hills. Zach, yes. Yeah. yeah. From Servite, all boys high school. Yeah. Uh, so it's, that is something you got to get past, right? I mean, you go from, Hey, I was dating 16 guys last week, making out with all of them. I had fantasy suites with a couple of other dudes and you in the same weekend. That's, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's, it's a thing that people have a hard time dealing with. Speaking of people we have a hard time dealing with joining us now, and we're always so lucky to have him. The great, he's the, he's the world's foremost spoiler expert in the world of The Bachelor. He's all, he, he knows everything that's happened already on Bachelor in Paradise. He knows when The Bachelor's about to start shooting or if it has, he knows everything before we know it. We like to bring him on at the end of the season because, as you know, we don't traffic in spoilers. He is our dear, dear friend, and we're so stoked to have him. Reality Steve. Reality, how are you, buddy? What's up, boys? I don't have anything Cobra Kai related other than have you watched it yet? Back yeah. there, are you still is there a new season? Fine? How many seasons have I seen? Three? You, you asked that every single I know. time. I know. Have I, I've seen three seasons, right? And there's three more? Two more. There's two. Okay, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch and them. We, we, would, we would have a six, which would be in production right now, but uh, there is a thing called the uh, writer's strike. Oh, right now, so. so there's writers on that show. You're telling me there's writers? Yes. Interesting. There are Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to catch up on that. I owe you that, buddy. How are you? How, what's yeah, going on? I'm coming up on two years on that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm good. Yeah. I, I have so many thoughts about last night's finale, and I haven't heard a word yeah. you guys said. So, Oh, perfect. Um, Jason, Jason Stewart, say, say hi to reality, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Steve, let me give you the 90-second recap of what we just did. Okay. Um, you know, I often quote, the great John Madden, when he said, if you have two quarterbacks, you do not have one. Um, Charity had two people she was in love with, and she she didn't have one. Hold on a second. Okay, Steve, I've argued, and I'll let you, hey, I'm going to let you finish. Steve, I've argued that that Joey got the string along. They, they, she knew, she knew after bungee jumping that Dotton was the guy. And unlike our queen, Claire Crawley, who said, oh, this is the end of the show. I found my man. She, she like a good soldier, said, I'm going to keep it going, even though I like Dotton. And they go, okay, let's give, let's give Joey a good edit so we can set him up. He's a tennis pro. He likes to have sex with people's wives, like all tennis pros. We're going to set him up as the new bachelor. And he got strung along. I posit... That she was not there. She was not in love with two guys. She one was a nice enough fella, but she was dotting all the way. Jason, you finish. So my theory is this: say say she was in love with two men. She showed her emotional immaturity as she basically begged her family 
to tell her who to choose yes. and was upset when she when they didn't. Yes. And I found it interesting that her best friend in life and the guy featured earlier in the show, the undercover brother, James Harrison, wasn't in Fiji to give her this this advice that she was seeking. Um, I think that she chose Doughton, but as as happens in a lot of these things, and 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 Beckner brought up the example of Andy Dorfman and how Andy Murray's brother or Andy Murray, whatever his name is, couldn't get Josh Josh Murray on the, on the watchback. Doughton saw Charity a week before he proposed to her entertain Aaron B's comeback and make out with him all day. She he witnessed her t- telling her mother. I'm so in love with with Joey that I never want it to end when I'm with him a day before proposing. And then he gets strung out at that rose ceremony where it was like, um, okay, I'm going to give a rose to Joey. And then like uh, Aaron B, can I talk to you for a minute? She totally fucked him Mm -hmm. over on the rose Mm -hmm. ceremony. So anyways, my whole thing is this. Nobody ever asked these contestants about the watch back and how, how devastating that could be to watch your potential wife doing all this to people a week before your wedding. And it goes back to the old John Madden phrase. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. So that's the quick recap. Okay. Is there, well, was there a question in that? <laughs> Jason, you just bloviated for five minutes. He asked for a recap, and oh. I gave him a 90-second review. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Okay, so I am in Beckner's camp on this. I absolutely think... This was a no-brainer that she was picking the six-seven black dude over the five-ten white tennis player. God damn like, it. it was it was game over from the very beginning, and I also think that Charity, if you want to give her credit here, just played the game like she was supposed to, and she did what she knew she had to do as a lead. I'm sure if they would have allowed her to pull a Claire. This thing would have been over in Washington when she went bungee jumping with Dotton. Yes. I also think the stuff with the family, I think that was clearly both her sister and her mother both specifically said, yes. you know, you seem to light up around Joey. You seem to be happier around Joey. Hey, that's just my opinion. Yes. And I think she got so bothered because she knew she was picking Dotton. Yes. And she wanted the family's approval. That I want to hear you say I I I blow up and I and I glow up around Dotton. I didn't want to hear you tell me you think I'm better with Joey. Like I just think this was a no brainer from a while back. And um, and Charity just look now. Here's the other thing, and this is the thing that I could bring up to you guys because I bring it up in my podcast this week, but it hasn't been heard yet. So here's what I'll throw out to you guys. In the past. I think Ben Higgins was the first one to do it where he gets down to the final two yes. and he tells Jojo and Lauren, he's in love with both of them. That's right. And, and it was a big, it was considered a big faux pas at the time. Continue. Oh yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah. And then we had Clayton telling two women or three women differently that yeah. he was in love with, all with them. And he, and both of those guys just raked over the coals That's right. by the media and social media and all that. Explain to me how Charity telling two guys that she loves them is any different than what Ben did or what Clayton did, yet I don't see her getting any criticism. Now, is this because, number one, the show is mostly watched by females and they want to protect the women? Yes. I I, I think that's the answer. But what I'm saying is 
what Charity said and did, especially in the final rose ceremony with Joey, the crying, the telling him how great he is, telling him she'll always love him and all that stuff, that's no different than Ben Higgins. That's no different than Clayton. But I, I would say it's worse. For it. Yeah, I would say it's worse because prior to the, I mean, she really made him feel like he had it locked up. Yeah. I, I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, she, it, no, he, she didn't. Like, yeah. I think she was just trying to play this. Hey, I'm. I don't want to. It's like it's like I almost don't want to make it so obvious because yeah. I think I think everybody knows I'm picking Dotton, but I don't want it to make it seem, and I don't want to give him just like backhanded compliments. I'm going to kind of go overboard yep. to like for the viewers when the viewers watch this. Is it going to look like so obvious? No, I want to keep it like a close race. You know, almost like. Hey, you know what it's like, Jason? You'll love this. You'll you'll absolutely love this uh, analogy. It's almost like Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom, you know, uh, you know, keeping it close with Martin Mull, but then at the end, yeah. yep. just giving up in the race because he knows he can't win this thing. He, he's not supposed to beat the boss's husband. That's right. And <laughs> that's kind of like what I saw. Like, she just kept it close with Joey, made people think, oh, I'll just kind of string him along here. We're getting to, oh, we're at the 100 meter mark. Oh, we're at the 50 meter mark. And then, boom, I'll just run through the finish line. With exactly. This, I, uh, it is, it is, there are different rules. I mean, and, yeah. and not, not without good reason. Like, women and men are different. Women are more, more emotional. And, I, you know, I'd, it's not that big a deal. Also, we live in sort of different times where we're used to everybody telling each other that, we, that they love each other. And it's – so it's, I don't really have as much problem with that. It's just – that it's just so contrived anymore, you know. It's just it's just not as interesting of a show. It's just not as interesting having a bunch of simple dudes hanging out with each other as it is having a bunch of interesting women and the way their their brains are just different. They're they're more strategic. They're more interesting the way they interact with each other, and that's that's the beauty of the show, right? Yeah, I I know, and I, look when I say that, I'm not saying like. Everybody jump on Charity's case. Totally. What she did is no different. I'm just saying I find it interesting that the how the media and social media basically handles the ending of this show. They yeah. are definitely pro-women. For sure. And they have no it problem will. jumping down men's throats when it comes to the final decision. And, oh, my God, you slept with someone else a week before you proposed to a different person. It's like, yeah. okay, but that's just the show. That's not real life. You know, that's yeah. you, you have you have an audience. You have an audience of, of mostly uh, women viewers. Have you said it? Yeah. yeah. And I think that when charity does it or when when the women <laughs> does it, it's there's I think there is a sentiment among the viewers that the man deserves to be treated this way because this is the way men have been treating women for uh, centuries, and it's good to see some come up. It so the, she's not going to get the the blowback. Yeah, I I I'm kind of being swayed towards your way in that if this was an a produced show that she chose to go along with it, and to Beckner's point. That's maybe why we have to give Claire a little bit more credit. Our queen. Stop stopping yep. the charade and and being like, fuck this. I'm not doing what you want. I'm doing what I want. Um, that just tells me that Charity was just some poor puppet. And that I, I want to have a little bit more faith in her with this whole thing. I think that um, that whole thing with, with, with entertaining Aaron B coming back, they they obviously and, and this kind of works towards your guys's point 
they needed literally a third body at the rose ceremony. They yeah. they needed somebody to be there since Xavier uh, fumbled his way out of it last week. And they they flew him into Fiji to, to make this fucking half-hearted attempt. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm kind of seeing what you guys are saying. Um, I just, maybe the execution is what I am um, I'm most critical about, given this show. And how supposedly how um, compassionate they're supposed to be towards human beings and towards other people's feelings. I think that Doughton, if he watches it back, has got to be saying, like, what the fuck, man? My fiance is making nah. out with these guys. Yeah. And, t- and then Joey he is signed like, up for that fuck? shit, though. Yeah, it's like it, there just doesn't seem to be any winners in the watchback. But after it all plays out. I guess everybody wins. Aaron B, as he did on the couch, did like a 180. Like they went from this downtrodden emotional thing to like, yeah, but I'm on Bachelor in Paradise, so he wins. It's telling people sure. he loves him on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. He's so, he's yeah. so, so over. It. And look, yeah. Joey B's probably in love with somebody already too. Like this this show's stupid, and we we pretend like it's real, and it's not real. These aren't real people. And I think I think the one thing you also have to remember is you know I think. There is possibly a conversation that happened between Charity and Dotton. You know, this ended filming end of April. We didn't get our first episode until, you know, end of June. So while this show is airing in the two months before it even started airing, it's possible they had a conversation where she's like, Dotton, look, you just have to understand, I kind of, I have to do this. If I don't kiss anybody else and I don't say nice things about anybody else except you, it's going to be quite obvious to the viewers. I have to put on a television show. So it is possible they had this whole Hey, you know, if they don't have that talk, then he's probably like, yeah, what the fuck were you doing? Telling him literally as you're letting him go and I'm arriving an hour later, (laughs) you know, you're you're still in love. You'll always love him and you'll always have love for him. And I'm sure she just said, hey, just just go with it. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, you got to make ten episodes, so it's you know the the joke's kind of on us, the viewers. Like, of, of course, it's contrived. Of course, everybody, if they like somebody, they know who they like right away. But they still got to make a show, and then we're well, then we sit here and pretend like any of it really mattered when it do, it didn't. But it's you know we can make a podcast about it. The thing that the thing that kind of um, that we were saying all season is that I don't remember a contestant getting a better edit than Doughton. Um, yeah. He just killed, he killed it. He threw a perfect game this yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, Joey, a, Joey too, though. Like I don't, Joey yeah. didn't, there was nothing wrong with Joey. I think, I think the clean. uncle base, the uncle calling him kind of two faced or, you know, he doesn't act like he is. I think that was maybe the one thing that Joey got, but you're right. But the Doughton thing was like, he threw a perfect game on a show where the producer's job is to fucking embarrass people and make people feel uncomfortable he somehow fucking navigated that entire gauntlet and got through like a perfect edit on a show that you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, it was so boring, the two of them, because they were just falling in love and having like adult conversations. And it was just fucking, we don't watch it yeah. for those reasons. Now, yeah, because of sucks, that, right, Stu? love sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, um, was there any drama outside the on camera Braden drama? Was there anything going on behind the scenes that you're aware of, or was this as boring off camera as it was on camera this season? I didn't even think the Braden on camera stuff was even remotely yeah. 
on a level of villainy that we've seen in no, the past. Not at all. We we loved so we loved him. Yeah. We loved him. Yep. We think he we think he spoke the truth about the show. Yeah. yeah he, he was did. so tame. I mean even even his exit, you know, I, I get it that he walked in, but he stood there when John B was talking to her. John B, okay, he got his time cut short. You weren't you weren't laughing. He was making out with her. He was making mm-hmm. out with her. Yeah. And then he gets and then he's like, okay, but she wasn't gonna pick him anyway. So does it really matter in the yeah. end? Yeah. And then Braden comes in, sits down, tells her just wanted to say I didn't like the way it ended last night, and then says, you know, says his piece, and then just walks right by everybody. Didn't go in to say goodbye to the guys, yep. did nothing. Yep. They're the ones that went up to him. Totally agree. He's moving the show. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. You're uh the, I said I said as much on this show. A vil- a villain would have gone back to the guys yep. and tried to smooth things over or even just talked shit to them on the way out the door. Yeah. He literally just started walking to the van and they followed him. Yes. And he's just like, guys, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Bye. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to stay like all villains in the past. The guys would gang up and be like, Chad Johnson, out of here. leave, yeah. go. Yep. And he's just like, I am going, I was just coming to talk to her. I've got nothing to say to you guys. And he didn't say anything to him. And yet he was a quote unquote villain. I mean, I guess in the, in the definition of this show, he was, but, if yeah, we're talking about level of villainy. I mean, not even, not even close to a Chad Johnson it, or something. It's a like pretty that. low level. Now, I know, I know this show. This is a summer show, and it'll it'll run forever. But this, and I know ratings in general dwindle and get lower and lower every se- every season. But this has to be the lowest, least watched Bachelorette season in history. Am I wrong about that? I did see that the last I did see that what was weird was it started out low. But then again, remember, the first four episodes were airing after claim to fame. Yeah. And it it was just like that made no sense. It never made any sense to me. Then in episode five, they moved it back up and the ratings picked up. And I was like, of course they did, because you're not ending it at 11 o'clock Eastern and Pacific time. So it made sense to me. Um the, the finale did pick up over mid-season episodes. Um, overall, I don't... I mean, it was definitely one of the lower-rated ones. I, I don't know if it's exactly the lowest-rated, yeah, but yeah. Um, it definitely picked up towards the end of the season. So, Interesting. Um, Interesting. I wanted to say this one thing about Aaron. I don't even think if anybody like didn't even know that Joey and Dotton were the final two and like, weren't aware of the spoiler that Joey and Dotton were the final two... Just the fact that she had an overnight date with Aaron and Joey, and Aaron, I mean with Joey and Dotton, and Aaron just got a hey, come to my room and we'll talk, and then they have this three person rose ceremony. It's exactly what Stu said. The only reason Aaron was allowed to come back was because they didn't have a rose ceremony. If he doesn't, it's just two guys that clearly are getting to the next round, standing there, and her being like, okay, well, there's only two of you. I think. If you were to ask any guy who got eliminated at Final Four, hey, would you like to actually go to the overnight date location and try and win her back? Of course. I'm sure all of them would say yes. Of course. But they allowed Aaron to do it because, oh, shit, Xavier's gone. We don't have a third yeah. guy here. Let's just bring him in and see what happens. They didn't, they didn't have some ungodly connection that no. had to be resolved. It was just like, whatever. We just need a third dude here. And she eliminated him. Like she should have, and she didn't even give the guy an overnight date. So clearly, she wasn't. Yeah. Again, I think that's just her playing the game. Yeah, they come. They come on The Bachelor because they want to be on television, 
And so if you get a chance to be on one more episode of television, that's mostly you that could increase your profile and get you more Instagram followers. Of course, you're going to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's and then obviously now going down uh, to paradise. And when we talk about paradise, I can give you a little spoiler about that. Well, oh, yeah. OK, so yep. but spoiler wise in this season, um, yeah. again, how how soon did you have uh, the winner? Or at least the final two, and no drama at all. Because typically, we should call you our uh, blackface correspondent. Because typically, you come oh, on with no. news about a, a contestant, a contestant that was in blackface, or, at some point or supported media. supported an antebellum group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but don't you know Chris Harrison said eighty million people went to antebellum parties in twenty eighteen? Did you know that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, he was making like 10 million bucks a year or two. Yeah. Uh, so what, what does happen on, so, okay, here's the, here's my takeaways from the, from the, uh, paradise trailer. Oh, that wait, we got. I want to address what Stu said. Oh, okay. Stu, I, I asked him a question. Dude. I already forgot. I already forgot. Sorry. Um, you know what, you know, what was weird this season? Yeah. I had a lot of things told to me, but not a lot of details. So I just had like bits and pieces of things told. Like, here's a perfect example. First off, to answer your first question, I did not know Dotton was the winner until I think episode five. So we were halfway through the season when I officially had it. Did I think um, watching the first four episodes and and knowing that he had, I mean, I had, I knew who the final four were and that was once the season, I knew the final four were right when it happened back in April, but you fucking reverse engineered it. God. Yeah. I almost was like, okay, what a fucking legend. Here's something, here's something weird that happened. So there was a video that got out of somebody that was clearly down in Fiji. It might have been somebody working there that took video and it was the video and this I mean this I'm talking this is back in April. And it was video of Dotton uh in in Fiji. So it was like, okay, confirmed that he's there. This is after I had released the final four was Joey, Dotton, Aaron, and Xavier. So a video comes out of Dotton in Fiji. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. He's there. He had back-to-back one-on-one dates. Clearly, it wasn't a surprise. He was going to be there. And then there was a video footage of Aaron walking the beach before, you know, like doing those one of those contemplative beach watches. So I'm like, well, shit, Aaron's there, so he must be in Final Three. And then when the preview for the season came out, the very first episode, that wide shot of two people kissing on a secluded island, I was like, that's Xavier, and that's obviously Fiji, so he made it to Fiji. But I had never been told who got eliminated at hometown dates. I just said, okay, I haven't been told who got eliminated at four, but I know Zotton's there. I know Aaron's there because I've seen video of him, and I know in that video of the season preview that that's Xavier kissing her on the private island. So I think that's your final three, but I was never told Joey was eliminated at four. So I just kind of didn't say anything because I didn't know. All I said was, all I got is your, everyone kept telling me and asking me, like, I said, all I got is your final four. I just don't know. And I laid out exactly what I just laid out for you. I laid that out to my readers and listeners and just said, this is what I think, but I have not been told that Joey was eliminated at four. And then about episode four or five, they do a season preview for like the rest of the season, or maybe it was later on, maybe it was episode six or seven. And there's a short clip in the preview of Joey making out with charity under a, a waterfall. I'm like, well, shit, that just proves that Joey made overnight. So I'm like, 
well, why? So um, now I'm like, well, what the hell is the video of Aaron in Fiji? So essentially what what happened was how am I, unless someone tells me Aaron gets eliminated at four and comes back to Fiji, how would I have known that? And that's basically where it was. It's just like, I didn't know that Aaron got eliminated at four and came back to Fiji. All I know is he was in, in Fiji, Fiji based on the video that I saw. So that's where it got a little screwy. But then I did have Doughton and Joe Asia final two and Doughton as the winner about week five. I want to say mid-July is when I told everybody. So, yeah, it was just wonky. I just heard so many things this season that it was just like, okay. And and then it ended up I, – I just didn't have details behind it. So I'm like, well, here's what I heard, but – I, I don't have anything concrete and I don't even have questions. Yep. So that's where we're at. Now this, this, wow. this level of transparency. Of- yeah. It's, this is why you're the best in the business, Steve, because <laughs> even when you don't have it, you're like, Hey, I don't have it, but here's but what I think. Reasoning here. Yes. And let's figure shit out. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's a nice little yeah. puzzle sometimes. I, trust me. It's a lot more fun just to be told flat out. Like, Hey, this, here's what happens. Yeah. But then, like I said, week five, someone, told me, hey, um, here's what happened in Fiji. And, you know, she picked Dotton over Joey. I was like, oh, okay. Fantastic. Again, wow. again, just kudos. Bravo to you. Jason, do you have another very long-winded question, or can I ask about Bachelor in Paradise? Can we move on no, to no. that? Yeah, let's move on to Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Here's, here's what I took away. And, again, I was, as I've made clear to the audience, I was watching with no sound. Here, here's, oh, wait, no. I might have had sound on this because I know that Aaron B. told somebody he loved him. Um, Braden cries for some reason. Okay. Aaron B tells somebody he loved them. Uh, Hannah Brown shows up for no reason. And I assume like all like, uh, cause also Rachel, what's her name's there. Um, Hannah yeah. Brown and charity, of course, charity, of course, she just does the pop in. Hey, and leaves, of course. And I, I imagine Hannah Brown does the same thing. Although it looks like Rachel may linger. You can, you can get to that in a second. But it looks like one of the big storylines is about how somebody can't take a shit. And what 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 level have we fallen to in this world that that is that is the that is a storyline on a television show? No man wants to no person wants to think of another person in that situation, we don't need. We could have said a medical situation. We could have euphemized it. How far has this show fallen that they've chosen to go this direction? And just just give us a heads up on what we can expect from Bachelor in Paradise, Steve. Well, not only that, just even on the preview, calling it a poop baby, yes. showing showing a clip of a turtle head po- poking out. Oh, of that was disgusting! I forgot about that. Yes. I'm like, what are we doing here? But yes. honestly, when I saw that last night, that was the first I heard of it. I had no idea that was a storyline. Till disgusting. Till then. Who I, is that, by the way? That is Samantha Jeffries. She's a redhead who came out of the limo on night one on Zach's season. So back in January. And she was like in a bikini and she was all, she had like soap all over her. She had like um, bubbles all over her or something like that. It's she, so she got eliminated the first night of Zach's season. That's yeah. why I don't remember. Her. Yeah, exactly. But apparently she's constipated down in, in Mexico. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So in terms of the four leads 
the four former bachelorette leads that we saw during the clip of Paradise last night. Hannah Brown's been in a relationship for a year. She's just on it to pass out a date card. Um, Charity obviously is down there. Do the same. Pass out a date card. Katie Thurston goes down there to pass out a date card. Sex positive. Yeah. However, her ex-fiance, Blake Moynes, is a contestant this season, and they end up having a talk and, I guess, getting some closure because that relationship ended kind of messy. Remember, she immediately moved on to that guy from her season, and she did a whole breakup. So I'm getting the Blakes confused. Her Blake is the animal husbandry guy versus yeah. wasn't the other guy named Blake that had sex with everybody at um, that country music festival. Coachella, Co- Coachella. No, not Coachella. Yeah. What's it called? It's got uh, stagecoach. Uh, yeah. Those guys are both called Blake, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Blake Horseman was, yeah, that was like three or four seasons ago, but yeah, yeah Blake, Katie's ex-husband, Blake, yeah. the one that she got engaged to at the end of the bachelorette season that was during, uh, COVID in, in New yeah. Mexico at that resort. Uh, yeah. That was just about his ex-husband. Boyfriend. boyfriend. Ex-husband. They got, yeah. they got married. No, oh, okay, they're ex-husband. Ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That he is a contestant this season on paradise. And yeah. so when she goes down, they actually pull each other aside, I guess, and have a talk. And she finally gets some uh, closure to that relationship. But Rachel Recchia, uh bachelorette last season with Gabby. Yep. Is 100%. She's a contestant on this season. She goes down there to find love. Oh, good for her. What's the latest with, uh, with Zach and his fiance? Are they together? Yeah. No, they, I mean, I, I, I mean, if we're going off social media, yes. I don't know why she wasn't at the, um, yeah, at the, after the final rose last night, but he had a sign that said, hi, Katie, that he posted on, uh, Instagram. So clearly he was like shouting out to her, but I think she had something work related from what I, either read or heard, but they're definitely together. They post all the time together, so mm. they're not wasting any time. And then, you know, he's got his girl who was, and then, you know, Gabby uh, is the other girl from his season to finish second. And we, she's kind of off doing her thing. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I can't remember who that girl is that finished third on his season. Damn. Um, <laughs> Ari, Ariel. Oh, Ariel, yeah. yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't really know what she's up here. I haven't been paying attention. Ariel is, she's, her star is shining much too brightly. Like, she got exactly what everybody wants to get out of being a contestant on The Bachelor. She never shows up on another Bachelor franchise. She's too big a star at this point, correct? Well, I just, I follow her on uh, Instagram. I occasionally see things she posts. She's a great follow. Yeah, um, and she... I so exact season aired from January to March. They had the uh, after the final rose, obviously in March. As far as I can tell, Ariel has been in a different country ever since March. All yeah. she does is travel yeah. and Sardinia. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Go, you know, hang out in different oceans and yeah. wear the attire that would go with hanging out in an ocean. That's and for sure. I just I, I don't know what she does. I I mean I I think she comes from money from yeah. New York. I think. Yeah. Uh, her fa- I think her family is fairly loaded. It doesn't look like she, it looks like she's definitely an influencer, but yep, she's, she's very buoyant. Yeah. She definitely isn't home ever. And yeah. she hard launched a guy last week. And yeah. that was interesting. And she's hard launched a lot of guys. I, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Just I wouldn't guess. know. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so yeah, Zach, yeah, in a roundabout way, yeah, Zach and Katie still together. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. for them. They're wow. living in Austin. Yeah. I'll, um, I've, I've looked up the, um, the girl with the, with the, um, gastrointestinal problem and, Sam Jeffries and yeah. this I'm a fan. I'm a fan of just- she remember she post show. I can tell you two guys that she's dated in the franchise already. Oh, tell me she dated the super Christian dude from Katie's season. Remember that guy that was like laying next to Katie, but talked about like, I'm not going to have sex until marriage or something like that. Sort of. Yeah. She Sounds familiar. Him. Yeah. Mikey, his name's Mikey. And then she dated a guy. Oh, wait, named- was he from Boston? Uh, was Mikey from, no, I think, no. Oh, okay. Right. So. Okay. And then she dated Spencer, who is probably the most nondescript first impression rose winner in the history of the show because when Tasha took over for Claire, she <laughs> gave Spencer the first impression uh-huh. rose and he was literally gone one episode later. Like it was very bizarre. <laughs> but she dated him and they're a yeah. San Diego. There's a whole crew down in San Diego yeah. and they all fuck each other basically. Yeah, what a world. What a world these children exist in. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Yeah. So what's um, the um what what's the dirt on the uh elderly bachelor? Um, <sighs> my I think my bottom line take on that is that I like th- the reason why I like the the show as it exists is yeah. that these 20 something sign up to be they really want the fast track to fame. So along the way the show does a real good job of embarrassing and humiliating them. Uh, on their way to fame and i like watching people being humiliated who really have this thirst for fame i don't know if i want to see uh my grandma or my mom um embarrassed on tv no. is is there a, is there a first level for this french for this part of the no. franchise i mean it's so tough to say because this is the first season they've ever done it and we don't know if they're going to go with the whole I mean, I guarantee there's widows on the show and they're going to really tug at the heartstrings with, oh, this woman hasn't dated since her husband died. And and we already know that his wife died in 2017. I, I, I'm sure if I'm a producer, that's the route I go. But we know the way the show functions. And, you know, they probably are going to focus on some drama between the women. But I I don't I, I just don't know because this is our first our, our first go round of this. But the, the thing that stuck out to me was the fact that I know it obviously started at the mansion and they stayed at the mansion. They are um, they're actually currently filming hometown dates right now, mm. um, which I'm assuming is let's go see my kids, not my parents. <laughs> parents are probably dead. Grandkids probably. Or well, kids and grandkids because yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, Gary himself is 71. I'm yeah. guessing his parents are dead. Yeah. So yes. So, and actually, I do have a picture from a hometown date yesterday or over the weekend where it looks like he's in the backyard talking to two kids. So, oh, disgusting. Um, but yeah. <laughs> he, uh, my thing was when I first heard about this, I'm like, okay, they're at the mansion. And it makes sense when you're at the mansion for The Bachelor where a bunch of, after the first night, what, 18 to 20 women all cram into the mansion and they're sleeping in bunk beds with each other. And they're used to it because they're fresh out of college and they probably are living with a roommate back home. Totally. It seems really weird to me that you're going to have 65 year old women crammed eight to a room in bunk beds. Like I can't imagine any of them want to even do that. Like, but I don't know, maybe they did it differently and maybe they send them all to a hotel at the end of the night. They just film at the mansion during the day. I have no idea how they're even doing this other than it's the same production team. It's, same mansion and and whatnot. Yeah. I just found that kind of weird because I was like, do do 
Do 65-year-old women, I'm guessing most of these women that are going on the show don't currently have a roommate and probably haven't had a roommate <laughs> since either a husband yeah. or someone in college. No. Like They probably haven't lived with anybody outside of a husband for the last 40 years, and now you're going to put them in bunk beds in a mansion? Yeah. It just seems yeah. bizarre. It, I don't know. You know it's, I'll tell you it's what, I, yeah. I, I was not going to watch this show in the first place. But until you just said the word widows, uh, I'm definitely not watching. I, yeah. I don't need to see widows. Yeah. No, no, that is, that is, it. yeah. And grandkids For and that. no, nobody wants to see grandma making out in a hot tub. Like this, this, nobody wants to see that. Also, I feel like there was, there was a big, there was a big mistake made here by not reaching out to the greatest bachelor in bachelor history, the original old bachelor when he was about 41. Of course, I'm talking about the great Byron Velvick, the bass fisherman, my all time. I think he was like the third bachelor or fourth, my all time favorite bachelor. He'd be the perfect new bachelor, but I've just looked him up and I, I, I feel I've see the issue here. He's 59, so that's that's a much more palatable age, I would say. If you're going to skew older, right? Yeah, we don't got to go 70s. Although I imagine the, there will be women like in their 50s looking to hook up with this guy for I, sure. I've been to, but the thing is, the, the show hasn't released the cast yet of the yeah, women. Yeah, but I was told that they they're really sticking with the Golden Bachelor. Like they're not putting yeah. a 71 year old guy and throwing a bunch of even 50 year olds in the house with him. It's going to be. 60 65 yeah. like that's the golden age of whatever um yeah. Yeah. I, that's what i'm hearing so i don't think there's going to be anybody in their 50s and if it is it's going to be like late 50s they're not casting anybody 20 years younger than this guy i i don't think and i think that's if, inter- yeah if they it's did interesting. i don't think you would pick them because i think he would take a if he if they have a bunch of 65 and over women and they have two girls that are in their mid to early fifties, yeah. and he chooses them. He's going to take too much shit. Like he's going to yeah, be like, Great. T- yeah, exactly. The oh, good point. Good point. And just, this- just hold on, Jason, and not not to interrupt you. Just, just to put a cap on this, Byron Velvick, season six of The Bachelor. He was forty years old. He unfortunately, and maybe they did reach out to him. He is unfortunately married, so that is the reason that they couldn't have had a redux on the great Byron Velvick, the greatest bachelor in bachelor history. Wow! Yeah. That's Wait, no, he's divorced. Divorce twenty twenty. How did they not get Velvick? <laughs> well, that's the weird thing about this. When they when this, I mean, this was being first talked right before COVID. This was yeah. being talked about late twenty nineteen early 2020 i think they were even running commercials for it yeah and then covid hit it got put on the back burner nobody thought this was ever going to happen and then they you know brought it back to life once we're out of covid and nobody really knew like what does you know golden bachelor are are, are we are we looking at grandparents are we looking at yeah. just an older bachelor right. that's in his 50s yeah. with a bunch like a 50 to 55 year old bachelor yeah. and there's gonna be a bunch of 40 year old women on the show because how skip that age range and they just said let's go straight to the grandparents because how old is the greatest coxman in bachelor history right now uh bob guinea he's probably like 53 54 like that hey he's right that's a great wheelhouse for an older bachelor jason i'm sorry i, I interrupted Interrupted you, buddy. I just wanted to. I just wanted to put a put a pin well, in like the great Byron Velvet. What's but it, it's 52? important to note yeah. that on on the nationally syndicated show, the Doug Gottlieb show, um, and again on the nationally syndicated show, the Dan Patrick show today. Yeah, uh, Doug Gottlieb's uh, main interest in the Golden Bachelor is 
how many women will be in their 30s and 40s? Zero. 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 And I've always said, you know, Brian and I often uh, say this about the regular cast of these shows is that you'll see uh, you'll see a guy who's obviously 43 with gray hair yeah. and it says he's 40 is 28. Yeah. Like they, they and when women they play are, fast and loose, the women's age are almost never accurate. So it's like it's almost going to be like a reverse lie where there's going to be like a 38 year old contestant on the Golden Bachelor that oh, yeah. says she's 51. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. No, there's no, especially if they were born in another country. Remember last season on Zach's season that that woman from North Dakota that had the that had the meltdown on episode one or two. I mean, she she was claiming she was 31 or something. And look, look, she's she was born in the Carter administration at the earliest, probably more like Ford. Well, I can I can. uh Oh, should I just had something to tell you guys? And it yeah. totally just slipped my mind. Uh, what were you, Jason? What were you just saying about um, just uh, Doug Gottlieb show and lying about ages yeah. and the, the, the reverse life? Gottlieb's got his mind in the gutter. Come on, buddy. Yeah, it's not going to be. Oh, here it is. Yep. So they have not released any of the women for Gary's season. They're they're filming. They're at hometown dates. I just found that out yesterday that they're filming hometown dates uh, right now. And I'm assuming it's going to be the same kind of four hometown dates and maybe they're going to do uh, you know, We just don't know the format of anything. All we know is the start date is that this is now going to air on Thursday nights for an hour and the Bachelor in Paradise comes right after it for two hours. So you're going to have Bachelor Nation taking over Thursday nights, although that's now going up against Thursday night football. But mm. um, I don't know any I, like the cast hasn't been announced, so it's been kind of hard finding some of the women. We do have a sports related ex-wife on the show. That oh. someone told me about. Faye Resnick. No. Dickie <laughs> Knowles' ex-wife is a contestant on this yeah, show. On. Dickie Knowles' okay. ex-wife. Okay. Former player for like, he was a, I think he was a utility guy in Major League Baseball. Played for like eight teams. His ex-wife is a contestant okay. on The Golden okay. Bachelor. So oh, wow. One. Wow, that is Dick that Knowles. is a deep that is a deep pull, Dick Knowles. <laughs> I mean, Dickie, Dickie like Knowles. someone told me that, I'm like Dickie Knowles. Yeah. I thought he was. I couldn't even remember what position he played. Jason, go ahead. Pitcher, pitcher. I just looked him up. Right, right-handed pitcher. Born November nineteenth, nineteen fifty-six. He played for the Phillies, Rangers, some other Holy teams. Shit. Yeah, fifty-six. Yeah, I remember. I remember Rangers, Indians, Tigers, Orioles yep. between 79 and 90. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if he's related to Matt Knowles, who played on oh, uh, the Tigers. That's Matt Noakes. Wonder that's King. Matt Noakes. Noakes. Oh, Noakes. Noakes. Come well, on. maybe he changed the, the L to a K. I wonder, I wonder if he's related to great Tigers power hitting catcher Mickey Tettleton. I wonder if there's any relation to between Dick Knowles and Mickey Tettleton. Mickey you know? Tettleton, who used to eat Fruit Loops before every game. He t- yeah. That's such he, a ball player thing to do. That, that was his thing. He ate Fruit Loops before every game. Um, so yeah, my, uh, 66, so I'm guessing it doesn't say anything on Wikipedia about his personal life, but I was told that his ex-wife, I believe her name is Susan. Mm-hmm. When, the, when the cast list comes out, look for a Susan, and if she's on there... Just know that's Dickie Knowles. Dickie Knowles' career ERA, four and a half, four point five six. So he's a journeyman, a journeyman pitcher, journeyman pitcher who never won. Let's see, wins. Uh, he was he never won. He won ten games once. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just a 36 and 53 yeah. career record. Yeah. Point. Okay, he sucks. Still played hey, uh, nine years, ten years. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Steve, I, I'm guessing that your bandwidth during during these bachelor seasons is just so uh, filled to the brim that you don't listen to every minute of our podcast. Unbelievable. But I don't know if you catch the subtle jabs uh, that Beckner throws your way. Oh, now, not what? What? Oh, Jason I'm Stewart. Guessing, Benedict, guessing, Benedict Stewart over here. No, I want to. I want to make sure that we put everything on the table here. I want to. Wow. I want to have a man to man discussion. Like, yeah, I think that I think Steve's playing the long game. Like, the more Beckner lies to him that he's gonna, he's gonna watch the rest of Cobra Kai. <laughs> um, I think I think he in, he intentionally doesn't put him on his doesn't put us on his yeah. actual like reality. Bachelor yeah. podcast. Oh, no, we're not picking up and, stars. And you know, Beckner's made the point at least six times yeah. this season. Yeah, uh, ma- hoping that maybe you'll get the subliminal message that you've put us on your sports podcast. That's right. That's right. Your 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 fledgling sports podcast, which I'm you, happy to do anytime. Are, yeah, fledgling. you won't put yeah. us. You won't put us on your reality podcast, right. even though we we host a reality show well, podcast. We're not names in the Bachelor community, Jason. Who said my sports podcast is fledgling? Jason said that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Jason fledgling, said that. Fledgling by definition is just like a startup. It's not right. it's not a negative Uh-oh. connotation. Well, I was on it like five months ago, so it's gotta be it's gotta be rolling <laughs> by now. Well, it's doing better than it was when I first started. Of course. But Good for you, man. Yeah, I mean, doing it I, I don't want to say I bit off more than I could chew. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 When I started in January and said, like, I'm going to do a daily sports podcast, I enjoy doing it. I just realize it's just an extra, you know, I try and keep it to about 20, 25 minutes and then to, I barely edit it. And then I just upload it. I mean, it takes, it's an extra, you know, it sounds like first world problems, but it's an extra half hour of work that I added to my schedule that didn't need to. And I feel like Jason can relate to this. Because I'm doing a show every day, even though it is only 20 or 25 minutes and not a three-hour show where my script has to be two pages for every one hour I'm on air. That's right. Um, I feel like I have, I, I'm have. i back to my, my Rome days where when I'm watching games and watching sports, I have to think of takes. And it's yeah. just like, it's good that I only have 20 or 25 minutes doing this. It just kind of proves that I don't ever want to be back and hosting a radio show because it's just... You're forcing I, I, it. You're forcing to come up with a take on yeah. something that is just like, well, what if I don't want to take this this side or this side? Because you know, I hate, I hate debate television, especially yeah. sports debate television. No one likes I know, it. I know that's Stu's thing, and he's worked with those guys. I can't stand it. I think mm-hmm. it's so stupid and so many manufactured. And but yeah, just even doing this for twenty twenty five minutes, I'm like, okay, what is my What's my hot take on this? Yeah. What's my hot sports opinion on this? It's like, uh, okay. Coming at things from yeah, a different it gets, angle. It gets old after yeah. a while. But so I kind of am trying to stay like as we're approaching football season. Now I'm just giving out gambling tips. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's what I'm enjoying the most now. Now I'm just giving people about against the spread records and how they can win money. So um, I've kind of that's gone so, that. That sells, by the way. That That's. People can't oh, get enough of that information. If, no. if you're, hey, uh, Steve, if you're looking, if you want gambling content, I'm, I'm working on a little project with some guys. Mm. Very excited what? about it. It's it, go to TikTok. It's on TikTok. 
Silver Point Sports on TikTok. We give you a free Major League Baseball money line winner nearly every day of the week. We were five and one on the weekend. Take a look. What's your record during the week? So, well, just that's I only know I only know the recent. No, we're doing good. You check it out. Silver Point Sports Sports on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, gam- I mean, there's gambling. Sports gambling is now approved in 38 or 50 states. That's right. It's, it's a billion dollar engine, multi billion dollar that's industry. Right. So, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's just been my thing. Is just like I, I forgot by doing this, I can't just crack open the 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 web, you know ESPN.com and just. I have to have some thoughts already before I start recording, which just takes time and takes me writing notes during the day on my phone. Why don't you just walk into your studio with a fresh USA Today, (laughs) crack it open, and just start reading the box score like Roger Lodge does every day on the Angel Station. He gets on there, and he's AM 870, and he just starts telling you what he just starts reading the box score from the night before. And that's his show. You could do that. Wait, are you telling Roger Lodge is still on eight thirty? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. My. Are you How, kidding? They me? must have like twenty years. They have to have given him. He must have like a boom mic because he's every day he goes to sit down. His pile of money gets a little bit higher, so he has to walk into the studio with a big ladder to get on top of that pile of money. And somebody must have to hold a long boom up there so that he can talk in a microphone because he's so close to the ceiling. Wait, Stu, is he doing an actual talk show or is he just Angels pre and post? He does a show. I think I think it's both. I don't even know if it's pre and post. He just does a daily drive time show and all he does is talk about the Angels. I think he's got like one of those Trump uh P dossiers on on the uh on the GM of the Angels or the president of the Angels. He's a company like- man. He fucking gets on there and he talks about how good the Angels are and how they're going places and shit and that's what they want. That's why they won't let that dude from the Athletic in their fucking clubhouse anymore cuz they need they need to keep it positive and that's why they got Roger there. It's it's depressing. Um so for our listeners I love Roger Lodge by the way. If you missed it um the Sports Daily with Reality Steve. That's uh, right. Beckner's been on it. I've been on it. We'll be on it again. Um, yeah, Steve already told you uh, his daily challenge with that, but I don't think he ever answered the actual <laughs> issue. No, this is uncomfortable. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking no, it, to be on his Bachelor because I, I know I don't I love, rate in the Bachelor world. He's a big star, and that's you know he shouldn't I love, have a. I love, I love when people are uncomfortable. I know, That's why great. I keep bringing it up. That's great. Steve, again, the insinuation that Beckner just keeps making is you won't put us on your reality podcast, even though we do a reality show yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's true. So did you like season three of Cobra Kai? <laughs> 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 one of your favorite seasons? How about a little Back to the Future talk? Anyway, no, um, no I, I, it's just... It's just a different audience. You guys know that. Yeah, it is. My audience is ready for you guys. No, (laughs) they don't because we're we're cynical. We're we're cynical hosts, Jason. And also, I just I just freely admitted that I watched the whole finale with the sound turned off. Right. You know, that's I don't feel I don't feel you know. And and also, you should see what happens when I respond to one of. Steve's tweets about the bachelor on Twitter where Steve does not follow me. I will respond to him <laughs> there. I, re- I will respond to him there and his legions, his legion of hens will come at me. They will attack me 
mercilessly for my bachelor opinions, which happen to be very funny. Has that happened to you, Jason? I don't remember. I I find it tough to do anything Steve does on uh, social media because I don't traffic in spoilers. And That's true. All he does is he's, 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 he's fucked us. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, he's fucked. I can't believe times. Steve doesn't follow you on Twitter. That's the takeaway in that. It hurts. Holy shit! It hurts. I thought I did. I, uh, I t- you know what? I say that to people too when uh, they accuse me of not. Wow, yeah. that's 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 just another level of no, disrespect. I'm 100. Wow, I know, wow, I know. I'm a hundred. As, as we're here, here it is. Follow. Boom. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent fucking with you, Steve. You know, okay. yeah. has been sent to Brian. <laughs> I always think it. Uh, Wait, no, sorry. I just I just followed Brian Becker, DC. Whoops. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, you don't have to request <laughs> my page as I am public. Ryan Beckner. Yeah. Oh, that's Randy Frenchman. Yeah, Randy Frenchman, the Randy Frenchman. Yeah, that's me. Okay, there it is. Follow. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. My, uh, <laughs> yes. Some, uh, wrong wrong righted. I, I take this as a badge of honor, by the way. I, I like this, but it's probably what Steve is getting to and that he has a different audience than we have. But every time that Reality Steve retweets our show, you can tell that when some of his audience actually give it a try and, and listen to, to Beckner and I, because every once in a while I'll just get a tweet, a, a, a reply tweet that says, these guys are fucking disgusting. And yeah. to me, I, I take that as a compliment. In that's other true. words, this is a podcast with teeth. Yeah, and that's true. These, these women are used to just very, you know, soft radio, that's nice right. radio. Right. You know, they, they want to nice hear about radio. love and feelings. That's and right. Shit, you know? They yeah. don't want to hear us dissect possible women who may have finished third on Zach's season. That's right. That's, what that's, you're right. Trying to that's right. We're talking about <laughs> Ariel. Huge fan. Huge fan. Uh, okay. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up there. I feel like we've covered everything we needed to cover. Steve, we couldn't be more grateful. We appreciate you rolling with the punches as Jason was very rude to you on the show. And that's, that's not, I, I apologize on his behalf. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, thanks again for inviting me on. You know, I love coming on, on after finale. I'm very excited to now be following Randy Frenchman That's on right. Twitter because I'm going to be getting all my Vili Falau updates anytime story is showing up with him in it. I get to see Joe Buck with his effeminate handshake. That's right. Last night. Oh, but before we go, when does The Bachelor in Paradise start? Did he, did he say Golden, that already? The same night as Golden Bachelor, September twenty eighth. So you get about a month off, so, and then um, I got to watch that whole the whole old Bachelor before I see Paradise. Yeah, it's on from. Oh shit! Off. Really? It'll be oh, on. No. Golden, Golden Bachelor will be on from eight to nine, and then Paradise nine to eleven. Stu, oh, I'm not. Stu, I'm not covering. Like Golden Bachelor is like reality. Steve's daily fledgling daily sports podcast it feels like work i'm not fucking do- i'm not doing every week on the golden bachelor all right well you want to see how dicky Knowles' wife does <laughs> that is i'm now excited about you did actually that was actually a good promotion i'm, I'm kind of fired up about dicky Knowles' wife <laughs> and then um and then uh joey season will start filming i'm assuming bachelor is going to keep the same schedule as always they usually start filming around the 19th, 20th, 21st of September, and it goes right up till right before Thanksgiving. I was so, going to say, yeah, it's usually around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then uh, it'll start airing in January. So, all right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, do, okay. We haven't even talked about this. What do we yeah. think of, uh, 
What do we think of Joey? What do we think of this? Just he's a great bachelor. He's he, he's right he checks off every box for bachelor that they're looking for. Yeah, he he yeah. he comes across as very sweet, and he's kind of like a pilot Pete to me. He comes across as very sweet, um, grounded, just a nice guy. But much like pilot Pete, who was a pilot, and we all what do we know about pilots? They need a lot of sex, and we learned about that. We learned about pilot Pete. He needed a lot of sex. Th- this Joey, he's he's played it cool. The man is a fucking tennis pro. You don't you don't become a tennis pro unless you're very interested in sexing lonely housewives. So he's going to show up. He's going to be very friendly, and, but he's also going to be very Randy, much like Randy Frenchman. So I, I think he's a perfect bachelor. Also, he's not like he's not. Um, you know, he's not a douche. He's just he just seems like a, a, a genuine, earnest dude, which is what which is what chicks want. Yeah. J- Jason? Um, yeah, I think that The Bachelor kind of won last night in that Charity picked the black guy. Um, yeah. So now they could have you know why that matters. very very familiar white Bachelor. Uh, mm. No sweat. No sweat off of their brow. Yeah. So I think the, the show is happy. He's he's very well spoken and he's charming. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll do great. He's good and at tennis. Again, Again, though, the drama will exist among the cast of women, which makes yep. makes the show brilliant. Um, and and it'll it, be fun. And it, it seems like the chicks get hotter every year. Like if we had Ariel last year, I can only imagine. And Cat is Cat on Bachelor in Paradise. She's too big a star, right? She's oh, oh she's there. She's oh. there. Oh man, Do we want to know Bachelor in Paradise spoilers. I've got some for you, Jason. Let's uh, let's no, do no, one. We, let's do one. Get like give us one for the audience. Jason, do you want no? Oh, I feel I feel I've made Jason uncomfortable. Jason, talk me well, through I mean, it. No, no. I mean, are there? Uh, how about this? This is vague. Like, are there multiple engagements? Yes. <sighs> okay, that's a good one. Do, um, do you want to know, know what one of them is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, this guy. He's so proud of the work he's done. But I, 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 I respect. We don't traffic in spoilers here, Steve. I think I think you've given us enough. Do maybe, maybe, maybe that's why you don't appear on the reality. <laughs> Okay, let's wrap it up there. Once again, Steve Carbone, we very much appreciate you. Thank you very much for taking the time and spending it with us tonight. Our, our audience loves it. These are always by far the most downloaded episodes, and we very much appreciate that. Jason Stewart, fantastic work all week. Are, will you be climbing Half Dome on Thursday? Is that my understanding? If you do, if you guys do not hear from me, you uh, died af- after Thursday night. It means I've died. So uh, Wait, you're climbing you- what? Hopefully you'll see me on social media um, at the top of Half Dome. Hashtag this is 50. Yes. Free free solo. What Jason is Half Dome? Yosemite. Google it. Yeah. Google it, Steve. I big, can't do all the work for you. It's that big piece Dome. of granite in Yosemite. It's You know, Alex Honnold, you know uh, Free Solo? That's- I'd rather watch you throw a football 50 yards. Yes. <laughs> Jason Stewart's got a pretty nice arm. I'll be honest. I can't. You can't take that away from him. He, can, he throws a nice ball. Uh, okay. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. For, for special guest reality, Steve, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the BallerLifestyle.com. Yeah,
We will, I guess, see you next season. Lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle.